everyone. Thanks for joining us for Reconstructing Truth on uh, Episode 1, Season 1. Uh, Caleb and I are excited to finally kick off this project that we've been telling you about uh, so much. And so as we get started right now, you can find this on multiple locations, a couple different channels. Uh, you'll see that we're airing, uh, potentially you see that we're airing on Cedar Point Recovery. So if you've been a longtime listener, subscriber, all of that, you're finding us on our typical channels. Now, we want to remind you that that's not going to be the case um, for much longer, probably about the first of the year or so gives people plenty of time. We're going to stop airing this on anything that's Cedar Point Recovery, and we're going to kick it completely over to Reconstructing Truth. So you can find us on social medias um, revolving around that. So you can find us on YouTube. If you're um, an Apple you know, person, you can find us on podcast, Google, um, Yeezy, Deezer, all of the things like that. And so we're just excited again to bring you this new project, new channels, so that you have the opportunity uh, just to join us. Um, so we're, we're pumped. But yeah. um, maybe asking like, why? Why the change? Why the work? Uh, well, you know, we're just we're just the kind of people we like to work hard. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's a little more behind it. Um, Caleb's kind of you know more technical on that and um, algorithms and uh, you know the the mysteries of the interwebs or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So part of it was um, you know from a technical standpoint, we um, you know when we're airing. Uh, you know, everything on our, our old uh, Cedar Point Recovery channel is that, you know, one time, you know, Mondays we'll live stream our our, our, um, our services here at, at, at our church, our recovery ministry. And then, you know, Fridays we, we're, we are releasing um, a podcast that, you know, we're talking about different things. And so, you know, the, it's, it's harder for, you know, algorithmically for that to understand kind of our content because it's very two different, two very different formats. And so part of it is, you know, we're, we're going to do better uh, for both ministries, the, the podcast plus our recovery ministry by, by separating these things out. That's one of the, th that's one of the reasons, one of the other reasons. And we had talked about that a little bit on our welcome video. And then, in, you know, in previous, uh, I think as we were announcing that we we're going to make this change is that this is going to allow us to, to kind of broaden the topics that we'd like to talk about because they, while we do enjoy talking about recovery, um, you know, that's, it's very niche, you know, <laughs> there's only so much <laughs> yeah. we can do there. And, and, you know, and the thing is, is, is we're a place in time right now where, uh, while recovery is, is important and we, we will continue to, to bring that in to the things that we talk about, um, culturally where we're at as a society is, um, I feel, we both feel a, a need to be able to address, uh, like I said, a wider breadth of issues. Um, that, that are outside of recovery, at least from a, a Christian standpoint, you know, as, as far as what our faith means, what it, what the Bible actually says, and, and, and you know, to really start pushing uh, us as, as believers to take firmer stances on a lot of things that uh, we wanted to, to address. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, it really is, uh, I love recovery, obviously, you know, a minute, so... Yeah. <laughs> And in uh, all of that, but uh, you know, Caleb and I, I mean, really have a heart for um, pushing back. Um, we we don't like to take things sitting down and shutting up. Um, anybody who knows us, yeah. probably yeah. Um, very. We're both very <laughs> abrasive people, yeah. um, and so or can be. You know, at, at one point in time, I would have uh, you know argued that addiction is one of the greatest threats right now in in the church and um in, in culture 
Um, but but not anymore. You know, now there's uh, just this, this been this great shift that's not even attacks from the outside of the church. It's starting to come from within. And we talked about that on our welcome video and stuff. But um, it's this movement of, of deconstructionism, and we want to push back against that. So, um, you know, as we look at the logo here behind us, this is um, Reconstructing Truth. And what it is, it's meant to be a direct affront to deconstructionism, which we've touched on a little bit in the past. But, uh, Caleb, I'm let you kind of lay that out. Yeah, so... So, you know, what Aaron was talking about is that, you know, the, the one of our greatest enemies right now in the church, not only is, I mean, it's outside the culture, but it's also inside the cult, inside the church. And what the Bible tells us that a house divided against itself cannot prosper. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's what, that's what's happening to the church right now. And, um, you know, to, to get historical ideas is, you know, America was founded and we, we had an episode on our, on our old podcast talking about this we're we're talking about how we live in a post-christian society right now and and we were founded on judeo-christian values and beliefs and so um and 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 for the first time ever in the history of america you could say that we we are post post-christian we yeah. we don't you know that our church membership and attendance right now is is um less than half less than half of the people uh, in america attend church on a regular basis um the uh was it the undecideds as far as um you know how they identify in their faith people who basically say they they don't know what they are right faith wise that's a majority of people in in in, the, in america right now and um and we're, we're seeing the consequences of that you yeah. know we started down this road in the 60s and we continue to uh you know that snowball just keeps picking up steam downhill and here within the last 10 20 years it's it's increased and accelerated even even more as far as culturally the degradation of our culture and and like i said this deconstructionism which is um basically where society has said you know has tried to pin in and him in christianity and our beliefs and our faith say you know you've got to keep that restricted to your you know, to your churches, you know, when you're, when you're at church, you can say, do whatever it is you want, even though I would say that's, that's coming to an end too, yeah. uh, the way, the, the rate we're going. But, you know, basically like whatever you do in there is fine. But once you get outside your church, church walls, you need to you need to keep it to yourself. And so instead of us taking a firm stance and having some sort of backbone, you know, a lot of, especially in the younger generations, they've come out and they, they you know, they don't want to get their feelings hurt. And they don't want to hurt other people's feelings. That's more important to them. And so when confronted, you know, society says one thing and the Bible says another thing, they they start to hem and haw and start to, well, does the Bible really say, yeah. you know, which is the first thing Satan says to Adam and Eve, right? <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's really where this is coming from. You got to, you know, we're talking about is that, um, you know, Satan is, is saying the same thing to us now. It's like, well, does it really say that? Does it really say you know, should we really, you know, do we really need to take a strong stance on these social issues because that makes everybody uncomfortable? Yeah. Well, I can just be a Christian by just believing in Jesus and love is love and I can ignore everything else, you yeah. know? And so that's, that's, that's the long answer for <laughs> what yeah. is this deconstructionism we're pushing against? Right. And, um, you know, it, it's not new, you know, it's, it's been an attempt, but I think one of the things that makes it more prevalent, uh, prevalent now, um, is, is the internet, right? These, um, heretical ideas that again they're not new it's things that have been thrown out before uh, um, will gain steam and people who are biblically Ill illiterate um, will go oh, I've never thought about that um, not knowing that um, 
it's been thought about. It's been talked about. It's been oh, debunked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so uh, it's just, it's garnered just this new type of steam because, you know, ignorance is, ignorance is on full display oh. anymore <laughs> with Facebook and Instagram and things like that and all the other, um, man, yeah. just avenues for people to get up and spew nonsense. And, and so uh, that's what we want to push back with. And so, you know, when we... Look again, and I said it's it's nothing new. You know, we talked about that. Uh, we're going to try something new here. We're going to try to pull up a verse for you. If you join us uh, on audio again, check out the video. See if you like it more. But yeah. we're going to look at uh, a passage here in in First Timothy uh, four one. It says, "Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from true faith." They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. This is where we get doctrines of demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. And so, you know, again, what we see this is this is a, an inside the faith. They're turning away from the true faith, meaning they were a part of the faith at one point. And we see this with musicians, right? These people that were champions of the faith and, and pushing gospel music, and then all of a sudden they woke up one day, and they're just like, oh, I just don't know if, if I believe because, you know, you know, why would a, a good God do such terrible things? And, you yeah. know, it's like... Nobody's ever asked <laughs> yeah, these nobody's hard ever questions asked this before. question anymore. Um, and just, and so they're like, it's, and it's not enough. It's not enough for them um, to go wrestle with their faith. They've got a platform, right, that, yeah. um, that you know, they've earned and, and, you know, they've got to utilize it. They've got millions of people listening to them. So they take this um, asinine idea that's been talked about before and they go present it to all their followers. Um, and have you guys ever thought? Um, and yeah. it's like... Man, they guys just a bunch of morons yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out here doing this. And the so, blind leading the blind. Yeah, it really is. And so, so some will turn away from their faith and to follow deceptive spirits and teachings. And so things that sound good, but they're, they're not good. Yeah. Um, things that sound intellectual, um, but they're not. Um, they're idiotic. And they question these things. And then they don't really move into researching them. Because if you did, you know, what you'd find is you'd find um, brilliant church leaders throughout history have debated these things um, very, um, very well. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's great yeah. readings on early church leaders um, that you can go look at. And, and beyond that, you know, really knowing your word and getting into it and and beginning to take a deep dive, and you can see um, just how ridiculous these things are um, once you get past kind of the face of it. Yeah, no, I mean, what you said earlier, that, that ignorance is on full display today is, is, is the understatement of the century. And, you know, and that's what the, that's the thing that kills me is that these guys, um, you know, we, some of these these things we've, we've kind of been sarcastic and made jokes about come from a true true things that have happened like Aaron was talking about you know here lately um we've had uh like he's talked about we've had Christian art you know um or you know quote-unquote Christian thought leaders that have walked away very publicly walked away you know announced it to their hundreds of you know hundred thousand Instagram followers oh, I've I've decided to you know I, I can't be Christian anymore <clears throat> because you know I just couldn't find any you know, I had all these questions that had no answers. And they, and, and, and again, and it, it is, I go to look at, I, you know, I read this article, on the, you know, online. It's how the so-and-so is walking away and, and he, you know, put out his manifesto on Instagram. And I go read it and I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious, right? I mean, he's like, yeah, it's like, I, I just, you know, you know, how could a good God let bad things happen? It's like, you, you, and this, this is the hubris of this generation is that, they think that they're the first to come up with these questions. Oh, like yeah. Christianity has been around for 2000 years, people, 
You're not the first to come up with these questions. And people that are much more intelligent, rational, and logical than you have, have, have gone into that and written just tombs of, you know, books. Um, you know, go, go, go get on Amazon and, and look at, you know, search like the writings of Augustus in, in, uh, or uh, Thomas Aquinas or, you know, and it's like, you know, 20 volumes of 500 pages a piece of, you know, all the thoughts and things that you could think of about the Christian faith. And I mean, it's like, and these guys, you know, these guys didn't have social media to waste their time. All they did was sit around all day and think about, you know, the, the, the philosophy and the, you know, uh, of the faith and, and then write about it just ad nauseum. So, I mean, like, it's just, it's just insane to me that people like said the the arrogance to think that, um, you know, that we're, we're the only deep thinkers when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, there's, a, you know, Justin Martyr's dialogue with uh, Trypo. Thank you. I was trying to mm. find it. You know, that's a great conversation. They just go back and forth um, on things like this. I mean, again, you can, you can find it. And this is something that's, uh, what was he, was, uh, man, A.D., like 170, 170 AD. So you're talking within yeah. 150 years of the the resurrection of Jesus having these conversations. So, I mean, um, somebody who would have known people who had firsthand accounts answering the questions that people are now bringing up 2,000 years later, like it's some brand new idea. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> conversations have been had by people who knew a lot more than you did. Yeah. Um, and the, the answers have been brought about satisfactory on top of that. Um, yeah. To a great degree, um, I want to turn over to Second Timothy three, one through five, and this kind of um, is where we're going to lay out. Um, I did the wrong thing there. Um, there we go. <laughs> lay out um, kind of the, the second part of what we see here, and it's uh, you know this, Timothy, that in the last days they uh, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel, hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. I mean, could um, anything more profound be written about today's culture? And again, we, we think we have new... New ideas here and new things yeah. going on and um and I mean and things like that. It's just how could you in a in what right mind could you call the Bible outdated or, yeah. or anything? It's like um I, that speaks to our culture. You know why it speaks to our culture? Because we're the same people on repeat. Um, yeah, we wear different clothes yeah. and drive cars now instead of riding a camel. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, we have the same problems, the same issues, um, um, come up with the same um, moronic ideas, um, yeah. and it's just it's on it's it's on repeat. And uh, you know, the the more that we go back and look at things like this and actually know our word and stuff, we can see. All right, this is uh, this is not profound. Um, there's there's answers to this, and I can see that this is an error. Yeah. We're like uh, we're like the people in the Matrix, you know. Like if you ever saw the movie, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know. They, they're they're using you know the simula- simulation and then you know eventually humans start to wake up and so basically the robots just have to reset it and then they just redo it again and we're the same way and I mean, Ecclesiastes says that there's nothing new under the sun and that yeah. was you know thousands of years ago and he's you know Solomon's already figured that out you know it's like oh, this is it's just the same old crap every day <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how you know that's how we operate yeah um, 
you know, and so as we move on, um, I, I love Paul's teaching to Timothy, you know, on this, obviously, as we look at it. And I want to look at the next one. It's going to be 2 Timothy 4, um, 3 through 4. And it says, uh, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. And again, we kind of see that taking place, not kind of, um, we very much so see that taking place in our church. Um, Our church is, they will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And so, I mean... Right now, we do, and when you go back and you look at that, whatever uh, their itching ears want to hear is, that's, <laughs> we don't pick churches anymore um, or, or leaders based off of what's true, right? Um, because truth is fluid now. Uh, we make our own truth, and so we want to find the person who's saying the truth that, that, that we believe right. um, and ignore the fact that there's, there's not a truth that you believe. There's the truth, and then there's, you're wrong. Um, and so we no longer um, look at doctrine or theology or, or any of that. Uh, we, uh, one of the, Barna put out a poll, I think it was Barna, not too long ago, that you know one of the, the greatest influences in people picking a denomination or a church is political affiliation and belief. And it's just like, you want to pick something that has eternal consequences based off of who they vote for yeah. um, and what party they stand with. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. There's, <laughs> uh, and that's completely backwards. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's there's things that I see in, in certain political parties that I'm like, oh, that's immoral. You know, we should stand against that. And that may be their prevailing um, kind of banner that they go behind. And and so, you know, I get that, but you can't pick a church based off of political affiliation. That's, um, and it's it's one of those things that that just leads you to destruction. Ultimately, yeah. that's what it leads you to. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and the, the, the complete, the, the, the perfect picture of, of what we're talking about and like what you're talking about as far as churches and we go to churches that make us feel warm and fuzzy inside is the fact that the largest church in America right now is down in Houston. It's led by Joel Osteen, who tells you that you can live your best life now and that you just need to, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, every Sunday is a self-help seminar and it's, you know, there's no, there's no doctrine. There's no, you know, firm teaching about, um, you know, the truths of Christianity, taking a stand, you know, on the, on the tough things. There's none of that. It's, it's, it's just ear candy for, and however long he talks. It's just, you know, being told what you want to hear that you deserve to be wealthy, healthy, and wise. And that, you know, if you just have enough faith, you'll get everything, you know, that, that God, you know, God's a big cosmic candy machine and that he'll just give you everything if you just have enough faith and that, you know, we're all destined, you know, God wants us all to be, you know, like I said, uh, wealthy and happy all the time. And, that, and that's really not what the Bible teaches us. And, um, but that's, that is the perfect picture of American Christianity. And that's why it's the biggest church in America. Yeah. Know, so, um, and so, you, you know, we do have to be careful about what doctrine is being taught, you know, and in knowing, um, you know, uh, what doctrine is, you know, if it's one of those words, like, uh, I don't even know what you're talking about there. Um, you should look it up, um, knowing what theology is, um, and what, um, where we fall on that, um, that bandwidth of there's, there's different, there's a reason there's different denominations. There's a reason there's different beliefs. And, 
Um, not not every church that has a cross on it is the same. Um, not every church within a congregation or a denomination is necessarily the same. It's important to look at what um, that, that shepherd is teaching you, what they believe, how it lines up biblically. Um, and in order to do that, you have to actually open your Bible. You have to read. You have to know. Um, um, otherwise, you know, you, you may find yourself turning away. You know, it's like, man, I really like that. I like, I like what he's saying. Well, why do you like it? Do you like it because it's truth? Or do you like it because it lines up with you, yeah. um, the God in the mirror, right? Um, that that's that can be a really bad thing. It'd be incredibly dangerous. And so we need to know. We need to know what we believe, um, and we need to know how it um, is reflected in Scripture, right? That's the ultimate truth. And, and apply that to our lives and then kind of move forward from there. And so, again, that, that's how we push back against deconstructionism. Because what happens right now is you have church leaders who um, will – they go around and they present themselves as pastors, teachers, leaders. Um, and, and that's the scary thing. Some people openly walk away from the faith and say, oh, I'm no longer going to be it, and they do that. There's a whole other group of people um, in this type of ideology, and what they do is they don't walk away. They decide that they're unbelievers, and they're not as open with it. Um, mm-hmm. They're not upfront about where they're at. They continue to be um, in that position for whatever reason. Maybe they like the authority, the the power, um, just the, the popularity. It could be any number of things. Um, but they remain in that position, and then they seek to intentionally lead people astray. Um, I say straight in their mind, they're they're not. You know, that's that's the real dangerous thing too. Um, the only thing worse than a liar is somebody who's lying and, and thinks that they're telling you the truth. Um, and and that's what you have here. And so they begin to present different things. There's a book. Uh, I don't know if you ever read it. It was another gospel. Um, uh, it's uh, by Alyssa Childers. I think is her name. And she uh, talks about this. You know, she was uh, somebody who grew up in the faith. Was a part of some band called Zoe Girl yep. or Zoe Girls. I don't yep, know. Yep. Um, but uh, as an adult, she found herself in a church, and she was not seeking to walk away from the faith and ultimately didn't. Um, but here this teacher and this leader was, and he started this Bible study class. And so she wanted to be a good Christian because you know, that's that's her heart. She wanted to follow God. And so things start off, and as they get into it, things begin to get weird. And he begins to challenge um, their faith in, in a really unhealthy way and bring up things. Well, did the virgin birth really take place? Um, well, why does it matter? Can't we have um, faith in Jesus without the virgin birth? And, and so what happens is if they can find a, a certain string of doctrine, um, it's kind of like the old cartoon where they had the one string on the sweater, and as you pull it, <laughs> yeah. eventually the whole sweater disappears. Well, that's what deconstruction um, attempts to do. They can they can poke and prod enough, and they can find an area um, to get you to begin to disagree with Christianity and begin to pull on it. They can unravel it all in your mind, um, and, and that's kind of the goal there, and that's the danger of those those people who, again, they maintain that position, they maintain the facade, um, but deep down inside, they've bought into doctrines of demons. They're telling you things that you want to hear. It sounds good. You buy into it. And over time, you've walked away from the faith completely, and you find yourself as one of these jack wagons who um, is in publicly telling everybody on Instagram or Facebook how, oh, you've been deceived your whole life and yeah. um, this, that, and the other. Love is love. Yeah, love That's is all you good. need. Yeah, all you need love. is love. It's a good Beatles song, but it's, <laughs> yeah. not, a, it's not the uh, base for religion. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's, um, yeah, if uh, uh, bringing up Elisa Childers, uh, 
she's one of the few out there that's you know putting out solid solid info so if you ever if you haven't listened to her stuff uh she has a podcast too and i yeah. definitely would encourage you to do it and elisa if you ever hear our podcast and you want to cross promote yeah. you know by all means <laughs> just let us know um, yeah she does put out uh, a lot of good stuff and again um she's got the book another gospel there's another one too um, yeah. i didn't read that one i did audio so i hate to tell you i read that one yeah. um man i wish i could think of the name of yeah. it it was it's really good too and, and well, i'm gonna tackles. talk for a second you can google it yeah <laughs> um yeah her and uh the guy from uh the lead singer from skillet those two are in the same same vein i can't think of what's his name uh i can't think of it but he's uh he does his own stuff too and he he he's a little his podcast is very similar to what we're trying to do here and push back against this thing. But, but yeah, you know, talking about the, the pulling the thread, this is what I call, you know, a, a buffet religion. And that's what, you know, we used, I used to, I said it a long time ago is, you know, early two thousands that, that a lot of what's going on in the church today is this, this buffet religion where we are just going to take, we're going to take the parts that we like, put it on our plate, leave the stuff that we don't like. And, you know, and we just get to pick and choose, um, what it is we want to talk about and, or what it, what it is we want to believe. And, you know, unfortunately we're not God. And so we don't get to decide that. And, um, you know, and, but now <clears throat> instead of that kind of being just, uh, in the background of things now, now the deconstruction movement is, is saying the quiet parts out loud. They're just saying, it. they're just like, listen, we don't have to, you know, culture says, that you know all relationships are the same and so and and i don't want to be called a bigot and a homophobe and and all these these bad words and so i'm just gonna i'm just not gonna you know hey it's okay you know look you know god is love and so um i don't have to have a strong stance on this if you want to you know love whoever you want to love then fine you can love whoever you want to love and who am i to tell you it's like well you're not god is though you know god you know we we don't we don't take that same uh, stance with like adultery yeah you know, like well I mean hey love is love and who are you to tell me you know that it's wrong to cheat on my wife with three other women <laughs> like you know well unfortunately just, <laughs> some people do take that stance on adultery well, yeah I mean give it another five years right and somebody yeah. would be like well you know can love be contained to one person and, yeah <laughs> and, but but that's where we're at though I mean yeah. you know and the, like I said the fact that we can have this you know we can joke about this as being something that could potentially happen soon yeah is is ridiculous oh yeah it's incredibly but ridiculous. that's that's a that's that's a that's a, a statement of where the church and our culture is today yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up these books this is so great that we can do stuff like this so you can see um right there we got another gospel that's great live your truth go to the other one um and um deconstruction of christianity i have not read that one but um i'm, I'm going to because like i said the other two were great um Another gospel is a, a deep read. Um, it's it's heavy, but it's good. Um, it's not so complex. My 16-year-old read it, and um, he got a lot out of it and, and could understand it and digest it and have a conversation with it. So if you can't, um, I'm concerned about you. Um, <laughs> and then Live Your Truth um, was one I listened to on audio, but it was uh, it was great. Um, I encourage you to, to check that out. And then hopefully we can check out deconstruction of Christianity uh, together. So yeah, um, get back to our, our other things here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so all of this to say is that you know um, the point we're going to get at with with this and with with our our podcast is is that as Christians we we can no longer sit on the sidelines and just be fed we cannot be consumers we right. we the church the big c church changed the, the kind of this consumer 
model back in the late in the in the late nineties when we, we changed to the seeker sensitive uh, church movement, which you know had a lot of good things that came out of it, but the bad things that came out of it is that you know when I say seeker sensitive, if you're not familiar with that term, what it is so back you know in the 1900s uh, churches weren't necessarily welcoming to people who weren't Christian. You know, I, I grew up Southern conservative, Southern Baptist. So like, you know, they hate people. And yeah. You know, if you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, well, we say that, but you know, well, then, I'm we, serious. then we, well, yeah, we don't want you to come to church, but then we would perform the most like confrontational type of evangelism. I remember having to do that. You know, I've done that before. Was you go door to door, you know, knock. Hi, sir. If you were to die today, do you know where you, you know, would you go to hell? <laughs> it was just so, like, hi, my name's Bill. You know, yeah. like, can we start there? <laughs> so at eight years old, like I said, the only exposure I had to church was uh, a Southern Baptist type thing. My my mom was raised in that. And, you know, so when we go, it was that. And in eight years old, I mean, it was kind of like a presentation of, um, do you want to go to heaven with your parents or do you want to go to hell and right. forever? Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I guess the first heaven? one, yeah. heaven sounds much better. We'll I don't know what you're Snickers talking about. If you yeah. do it too, you yeah. know, it's like, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on right yeah. now, but uh, please don't take me away from my parents. Yeah. Well, and you know, and surprise, surprise when that generation, uh, you know, goes off to college yeah. <laughs> and is confronted with ideas, <laughs> you know, outside of uh, what they've, they heard at church and, and they're like, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> big surprise, you know, and we still, we still struggle with that today, but, but so yeah, that's how church was, you know, it's like, if you came in and you had more than, uh, you know, if you had two visible tattoos, you're like, yeah, I don't know if this is a place for you, you know, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the thing. And so, you know, uh, this, and this really came out of uh, Rick Warren's Saddleback Church out in California was like, um, you know, maybe this isn't the best way to get people into church, you know, be critical of them when yeah. they come in and, and expect them to be perfect before they come to church. And so what we did was we started to, to change our, our church service to be, you know, the music got sounded like music you'd hear on the radio and, and, and you know, we stepped the level of production up and-, and It was really good. Yeah, which is good. That's, and it, these are not bad things. And then we, um, you know, we, we made messages more, applicable to life, uh, maybe a little bit more pragmatic, you know, like five ways to be a better parent, you know, according to the Bible or something like, you know, that kind of thing, um, which is not in and of itself bad. But what happened though, is that is when you've taken your church and you've created it to cater to the people who attend to their every, every wish and need to make it appealing to every, you know, everything that, you know, your congregation wants then now all of a sudden we're not in a position to push back against or to, you know, to confront the way we live. So you get a whole, whole congregation full of people who, who, you know, like the message, like the idea of um, being forgiven and of grace, um, which is good. We just left off the, the part of, okay, now you have to live in accordance with what God calls you to do. You can't yeah. just continue to be this way. You've got to, you know, we, we, as Christians, this is something that makes us unique. As Christians, we believe you, you get, you, you don't earn salvation by the way you behave. You accept salvation because it's a gift given to you from God. But then your outward life has to start to reflect that, Yeah, you know, just like the example I always <clears throat> use of, of, of being married. Your attitude and the way you behave should change drastically <laughs> after the day after, you know, the day you get married, right? Like you can't go out cavorting around with a bunch of, you know, loose women. 
that I mean you shouldn't have been doing that before but anyway but <laughs> but but especially after you're married like th- that attitude has to change that behavior has to change and so that's what has to happen as Christians and what, ha- what what's happened is like we've got everybody into the church and then we're just like well you can just keep doing what you're doing yeah because we don't want to confront any of that because it's uncomfortable yeah. and, we might and, leave yeah we might leave you know yeah. and numbers matter and the offering matters and yeah. Um, we want to have the biggest, baddest church, yeah. and well, and I would say those things do matter. Um, but you know, it can't be this means you can't just make a nice place for people to go to hell from, right? Yeah. Um, you know, numbers matter because people matter. You know, I, I want as a pastor, I want butts in the seats. Yeah. Well, why? So they can hear a message of truth. Right. Um, and you know, as a pastor, you know, finances matter for multiple reasons. One, it's a blessing to the person given. <laughs> like you know, God commands us to do that. So. Um, but, you know, again, and so, but, you know, when you have such an emphasis and people fall into this in varying ways, um, as far as leaders where they have became over secret sensitive and maybe it's because they put finances above all else and they're afraid people are going to leave and then you don't have that. Or maybe they're just afraid that it, seats will be too empty so they don't want to um, do that. Or, you know, maybe they convince themselves over time, uh, maybe, you know, that, you know, people, because they're there, you know, God, God loves them. And, you know, the, you know, like Jesus says, um, you know, the path to heaven's wide. That's sarcasm, by the way. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, they convince themselves, all right, you know, I'm not going to have to um, actually um, have hard conversations, that there's a painless way to do ministry. Yeah. And that's just not accurate. Yeah. Um, that, that eventually uh, you, um, eventually, you, not necessarily you, but their sin has to be confronted, um, and by by something, um, <laughs> by, and you know, God, God's going to carry that out and confront them. But you know, we're we're called um, to carry out God's will to a degree, right? Um, we don't pass um, final judgment, like we don't declare somebody guilty eternally or right. something. But we, um, you know, somebody's calling themselves a Christian. It is biblical to look at what they're doing and correct them for the sake of their soul. Um, that, that's a biblical practice. We see that. Paul lays that out. Second um, Corinthians 5. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe it is. Um, and so, you know, we, we, can't, we can't just back up from that completely um, for the sake, again, of attendance or, yeah. or anything else. There, yeah. There's nothing else that, again, uh, at some point we have to have conversations with people. Yeah. And so, now was, you know, and that's where it was going is that, you know, so if you've grown up in this generation in the church, you've grown up in consumer church. Yeah. That's what that's what church is. I show up, I want you to, you know, feed me, see more, you know, I mean, it's the, uh, I want the music to be good. I want the donuts to be good. I want the, the coffee to be, you know, if it's not, I'm going to leave and go find some place that is. And that is not what we should be doing as Christians. Yeah. As Christians, you can know, we, we cannot afford as a church, big C church, like the, the, the church as a whole, we cannot, we can no longer be consumers. We yeah. have to, we have to engage. We have to be participants. We have to, uh, mentally check back in. Okay. Yeah. We can't, because this is like, we were making fun of before. We can no longer, if we want to live in a, in a, in a society where again, you know, I don't have to, you know, I mean, this is never going to not be the case anymore. I know we've, we've opened the Pandora's box too far, I think. But where, you know, uh, I used to be able to, to let my kids watch TV and not have to worry about what is on. But now I have to preview, you know, what are you watching? I'm going to have to either watch it myself first or I'm going to have to, you know, look up some family guides online to f- yeah. find out. And, and, you know, we didn't used to have to do that. No. And, and, and now we're that way. And, and the reason we are that way is because we have sat on the sidelines too long and allowed society and culture tell, to tell us 
what to believe as believers and to tell us what's in our Bible because we don't know, you know, because no. we've just consumed. We've just, whatever our pastor tells us on a Sunday, we're like, well, I guess that's, I mean, that's the extent of our knowledge and that's if we're paying attention, yeah. you know, and that's if we're not streaming the game on our phone or <laughs> scrolling through Facebook or whatever. And so, so that's what this is going to be about as far as our podcast is that, you know, to start to engage and start to challenge, hopefully everybody that's listening to to like I said, get off the sidelines. You're going to yeah. have to open your Bible. You're going to have to start understanding what it is you believe. If you say you're a Christian, to say, you know, this is what I, you know, I I, I hold these beliefs. And it, you know, when we run into somebody who who thinks different than us, we don't have to beat them over the head, and we don't have to, you know, call them a heretic, and you know, point at them and say you're going to hell and that kind of thing. Because. Um, you know, because we used to do that kind of thing. That wasn't very effective. And, but we've swung the pendulum the other way, yeah. you know. And, um, and you know, we just have to say, no, I'm not, you know, this is what I believe and this is what I'm going to, I'm going to stand firm to this. I'm not going to hate you because you think it's different than me, but I'm not going to change my belief because yeah. you call me a name or uh, because, you know, whatever. I may, I may have to walk away from a job or, you know, uh, some friends that, you know, the, this is going to be a deal breaker for him. You know, we may have to make tough choices. You know, our tough choices are nowhere near as tough as they, they've been throughout throughout history for Christians. You know, yeah. so far we're not being killed for what we believe, <laughs> right? You know I mean? No, nobody's getting thrown into the, into the, uh, we're turned into a lamp. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even turned into a lamp. Yeah. We're not getting massacred in our homes. Like, uh, uh, it's happening over in, in Israel right now. We're, or we're not getting eaten by lions at the Coliseum or yeah. crucified and any of those things, you know, we're, we're going to have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Like in, in the fact that that's the thing that's limiting us is pretty sad <laughs> as a country. I mean, you know, we were founded by a group of people who, who, you know, got on a boat and sailed across an ocean. What is this like 30, 60 days? Um, because, you know, other Christians, we're saying you can't, you know, you can't worship like uh, we want you to. And they're like, fine, forget you. We're going, you know, we're going over this landmass that's somewhere across this huge body of ocean <laughs> and a body of water. And, uh, you know, we're going to start civilization over for ourselves. You yeah. know, um, we're like, oh, I don't want to lose you as a Facebook friend. That's too much for me. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be about, I think. And, um, you know, and, and, and so that's our, our kind of call to you as, as our listeners that, you know, to we got to start to commit to to get off the sidelines, to get off the bench, and get in the game because uh, we can't afford to uh, continue giving up ground. You know. Yeah. Um, one last passage we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at real quick uh, before we segue into um, just a, a cultural topic um, specifically. It's uh, in Romans one twenty one, and so we see here it says, "Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God." Or even give him thanks. They began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools, and instead of worshiping the glorious, ever living God, they worshiped idols to look like made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever their shameful hearts desires. As a result, they did vile, degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. They worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. And so um, 
Go ahead and let yeah. you. Kind no, of I was just going to say. I mean, if you are we reading, you know, are we are we reading about the Romans or are we reading about <laughs> America in twenty twenty three? Right. I mean, yeah. Goodness sakes. You so, know. Um, and so that kind of segues into what we want to talk about yeah. culturally, right? Um, yeah. As we see this. Um, this type of idolatry with um, people, individuals, um, um, sexuality, and things like that nature. And um, we kind of steer clear of it, right? And we say, um, this is this is a funny statement I hear all the time. Well, there's separation of church and state. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to get involved. And it's like, um, that that's so stupid. Yeah. Um, one, that that's written so that the state wouldn't be in the church. <laughs> yeah, it's to protect the church from the state, not the uh, other way around. Yeah, not the other way around. As uh, as Christians, we actually have an obligation to engage in politics and and things um, to sway stuff towards a, a godly manner. Um, but not only that, these aren't political issues, right? Right. Yeah, and so um, as, as we're segueing, so one thing we want to do with this podcast that we didn't do with our, our previous one is that we do kind of, we're going to have, we want to have a cultural segment where we talk specifically about a cultural situation or, or, you know, I mean, it may we may just be talking about, you know, hey, this movie's really good, you should see it because it's got some really good values or, or you know, things like that or or, um, but, but yeah, we're going to talk specifically about culture because culture is everything that we're experiencing outside of, outside of the church. Right. And so, I mean, even there's culture inside the church, actually, there's probably a little bit too much of the culture into our church, you know? Um, but, uh, to, to, again, to call us to engage because like Aaron said, we, you know, well, I'm just going to, you know, we shouldn't be political or we shouldn't be involved as heck, heck no. That's, yeah. that's a, absolutely, that's exactly why, you know, here's the deal. The side that wants to just be left alone always loses, yeah. you know, because, because the people, because the secular side, right. And, 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 you know, there's, there's what I would call the secular side, people who just, you know, we're just basically humanists, right. I'm, I'm going to do what feels good. Um, you know, their ultimate, goal or, or driving force is just pleasure, right? Whatever makes, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever makes me feel good. That's the, there's that, there's that segment of society, but then there's the out and out, you know, side. I mean, there's, there is a Satan, right? I mean, yeah. There's a, there's an evil force that is, is pushing against what God has created to, to tear us down, to separate <clears throat> us from God. And there is, you know, a malevolent force that exists that isn't in, in, uh, direct rebellion against God, and that's and that that exists within our society and our culture too. And we can't act like that's not out there, you know. And, and you know, again, back to the church watering down things. That is one thing. You know, how many times have have you heard from a pulpit a pastor talking about Satan or hell? I mean, like just a whole. We're just talking about hell today on a Sunday. Like <laughs> we haven't never done that, you know. And I mean, and so um, you know, so sometimes that gets you know into the background right we, we we forget that there is an evil out there and so um what i wanted to, to kind of set the ground for this um for this this segment is 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 this uh interview that was done by bob bob Iger, which he used to be he was the head of disney and then he stepped down it was uh, uh replaced by a guy who um basically was the <laughs> fall guy for everything Bob Iger put into place at Disney this guy had to to reap the rewards of that which is a collapsing stock price because of the things because Disney has decided to wade into cultural issues and and since then 
Bob Iger has been called back and is now the head of Disney. And if you have kids, you're aware of what's been going on with some of the things with Disney. But I mean, that is the 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 biggest cultural uh, mover, especially in families, is is the Disney Corporation. I mean, oh yeah, I know we uh, we did away with Disney as a family. Um, there's no subscription, and, and I like some Disney programming, right? Yeah, especially stuff I grew up with. Um, and you know, it's uh, regrettable. I can't let my kids engage with that much, but, um, here's the thing too, you know, as, as believers, we have to begin to draw lines in the sand. Um, yeah. otherwise, you know, we'll continue to be overtaken and we have to stop, um, making sacrifices, um, you know, sacrificing what we believe is morally right, um, and good for our children in the name of entertainment or or <laughs> anything else or convenience and so you know we we stopped paying for that and um there's just a lot of things i won't engage with i wish i could say that you know there's just absolutely nothing that we've engaged with disney in the last year um but that would be um an incorrect statement but for the most part again we just won't um and uh and i I believe that if more people would do that, like there, there's, there's a lot of us, <laughs> yeah. right. In the faith if more would do that. You know what? They would be forced to pivot and go back to things that are more wholesome. Yeah. So the point we're going to make, and I'm going to, as Aaron's pulling, going to be pulling up a article here. Um, you know, this, this idea, we continued, like I said, we continue to say as Christians, like, well, you know, I, I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to wade into this. And I just, I just want to be left alone. You know, I just want to do whatever. And, you know, we, we think that we can take a passive, we're just going to, you know, we'll just pray yeah. and, um, we'll just remove ourselves. We'll just withdraw from the culture or from politics. Um, like I said before, the side that just wants to be left alone is going to lose it, yeah. in the end of story, right? Because the other, the secular side, the the atheistic side, the, the you know, Satan, Satan is not withdrawing. Satan is not going to just take take a breather. He's like, well, I think I've done enough. It's not going to happen. And in this, uh, this interview um, with Bob Iger that I'm going to talk about here as Aaron pulls that up, um, makes this point exactly and and so uh, this is bob Iger. he was doing this interview uh and he says he said this he was asked about um if you if you don't follow politics uh, florida passed a, a bill that said that teachers it, f- it forbade teachers from talking about sex education or, or sexual issues with uh anybody under the like third grade which Seems okay to me. I think in there even tried to move it up. To, I mean, I would even say like, you know, you shouldn't be talking about any of that stuff with anybody under like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. But anyway, this is what they, they the the others, the the opponents of this bill deemed the don't say gay bill. Yeah. Even though it never mentions that at all in that bill. Um, and so, and then Disney decided to throw its weight behind um, opposing this bill. And so he was asked about this. Bob Iger was asked about this. And he says... Um, in this, he says, a lot of these issues are not necessarily political. Iger said in the interview, which we'll stream this week. Uh, this was a long time ago. Yeah, it's about right and wrong. And so I happened to feel, and I tweeted an opinion about the don't say gay bill in Florida. To me, it wasn't about politics. It is about what is right and what is wrong. And that just seemed wrong. It seemed potentially harmful to kids. And so what I'm highlighting here is that the the, the other side, the secular side, the the side that's pushing uh, more and more 
you know, this humanistic philosophy, they, they're not, they're not abiding by the same rules that those of us that want to sit this one out are. Yeah. And this one, I'm telling you, you know, they don't see it as political. They see it as right and wrong. Um, this, our side, which we should all believe that we, we sit on the side of right and wrong morally yeah. because we believe in, a, in a, a God that decides what is right and wrong. Um, we're the ones wanting to sit it out. And, and, and here we have the head of Disney saying, Hey, this isn't, this isn't political. This is, this is about right and wrong. And I'm yeah. going to push, I'm going to push from the top down what I believe to be what is right or wrong. And he's pushing that into our entertainment. Um, you know, they waded into a political, uh, debate and tried to throw weight around to influence, um, legislation from a, Again, what they think is right or wrong, not yeah. from a political standpoint, from a right or wrong standpoint. Yeah. And so this idea, again, that we can just sit aside and, you know, uh, not get involved in culture, not get involved in politics um, because, well, it's a political issue. Abortion is a political issue. No, it's a right or wrong issue. Yeah. It's an you issue know? of morality. Yeah. Um, you know, transgenderism is a political issue. No, it's 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 a, it's a moral issue. I mean, the very first thing in the Bible is. God made them man and woman. He created them. God created them in our image. I mean, um, all these things that the the other side is trying to say is, you know, they're they're trying to hide it behind the hedge of this is political. So, you know, se- separation. They'll they'll be the ones. Separation of church and state. You need to stay out of this. This isn't. This is yeah. a, this is a political issue. Not to them. They're yeah. saying it is, but that's just to 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 make you shut up and sit down. And so. Um, we that's that's part of what we want to do here too is that as we talk about this stuff and we talk about culture is to to push to engage in the culture and so yeah like Aaron I um you know we had a Disney Plus subscription we I canceled it you know yeah. you have to start doing those things we have to start voting with our money and our feet yeah and um you know impacting that stuff you know not the best example but you know with the Bud Light thing that. Yeah. <laughs> You know that, or if you're not familiar with that, Bud Light made a a, a beer can or whatever um, with uh, this transgender influencer uh, Dylan Mulvaney. It's a it's this guy that thinks he's a girl, and you know, again, what does that say about our culture? This is the issue that <laughs> this was the one product <laughs> that we finally pushed back. Like, all right, you, you know. Our kids, kids entertainment. You can you yeah. can do all that, and I'm you not going to cancel my sexualize all of my kids and, shows, and I'm not going to cancel my yeah. Disney Plus subscription. But you put you know transgender person on, my beer, can, on my beer can. <laughs> that's just, it. I'm done. I'm not done. But you know, but that's uh, hey, it worked. Yeah. You know, I mean it. Now it's worked. It's at least it's still working. I just saw read an article last night that uh, they're. Uh, Anheuser Busch's uh, sales, like quarterly sales, are down like fifteen percent. Still, they're yeah. still. This is like the longest like cultural pushback boycott I've ever seen out yeah. of anything. I mean, look at Gillette. Was it two years ago? A year ago? I don't remember. They released a commercial. Wasn't even during, during the Super Bowl. They spent a lot of money to tell you that you're a toxic male. Yeah. It's like you're the company that I buy razors to shave my face and. You're telling me as a man, I'm a bad person because, you know, 
it, and the commercial was like guys acting like guys. Yeah. It was, it wasn't even like egregious. It was like boys, like <laughs> roughhousing, like, Oh, it's, yeah, we're not going to do that kind of thing. And then like, you know, a guy found a girl attractive and he was going to go talk to her. And so like another guy said, Hey man, you need to just, it's like, he was just going to talk to her. I mean, he was <laughs> like, what is the problem with that? When it was at, um, there was another one where they have, uh, you stop mansplaining here. I know no. they had, um, uh, it was a transgender man. I can't ever do the transgender math. It's hard for me. It was a, it was a girl that believed she was a guy that, but because she'd been taking you know hormones, had a beard, and they were you know using I don't know, I think it was Gillette still yeah to shave like her her dad was teaching her to shave her beard with you know. Yeah. And so um, they they have since gone back the to issue there is perfectly normal, yeah you know, perfectly normal behavior. Teach my daughters um, to shave their faces. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, and they and they've they they received backlash from that and and have returned somewhat back to normal. You know, the like men shaving their face. Yeah. Like not making political commentary. Now there's a lot of other places that, that still are wading into this, um, and so. You know, again, if if you think that we can just sit aside and um, and and just you know pray about it, like you, you're gonna you're gonna be wondering why people are like at your door taking your kids because you're teaching them, you know, that crazy Christian stuff. Yeah. You know. I mean, and it, yeah, if you think it won't come to that, um, man, I think you're deceived. You know, it's uh, you know, first off, we had to have an obligation to stand for what's true and what's right. Um, like a biblical obligation, right? We're called to as uh, followers of Jesus um, and not to do so from a place of love or from hate, but to <laughs> do so from a place of love, yes. um, right? I don't, I don't seek to hate or, and I know Caleb doesn't, you know, we don't no. want to demean anybody or, or be rude or, or anything else. That's not what it's about, um, but it's about standing for what's true and for what's right, Um doing what God's called us to do, protecting our families. You know, I look at the Disney thing. Um, you know, I, I say this all the time. Um, I don't want anything sexual in my Disney shows for no. my kids. I don't care if it's heterosexual, homosexual. No, just why is it in there at all? No. Why, I mean, I don't need, yeah. I don't need any of that for my children. I don't, it's uh, it has no place there. And then that's one of the things, not only does it become an issue, it's like, oh, you know, this is what I believe, um, and it's like well, that's just inappropriate for kids. No matter how you package it, <laughs> even if you agree with me on on what sex looks like, um, that's not for right. my kids' cartoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. so but we do. We have to stand up for this stuff. We have to push back. Um, we have to seek to guard our families. Yeah. And um, and uh, there's just there's just no option here. Yeah, you know, and then I always think of um, well. As we were talking about before, we went we went on on the air here. Um, Aaron, Aaron, and I both are Star Trek fans, and um, there's a Star Trek movie where uh, it's um, uh, First Contact, and um, Jean Luc Picard, the captain of the Enterprise, he was they're being attacked by the Borg, which is this alien race that just is unstoppable. Yeah, and he he had been a, he had gotten assimilated by them at one point. We're really sounding like nerds now, <laughs> but. Um, anyway, in the movie that they've, they've infested, they're, they're, they're like a, almost like a virus and yeah. they, they've infested hive. his, sh- yeah, it's a hive. They've infested his ship and they've taken over parts and, and, um, and 
Jean-Luc is, is just refusing to give up the fight, even though it's, it's appears to be lost. And he's being challenged by another character about why he won't let it go. And he does this speech, which is, I think, where we're at culturally and we should be at. And he's like, you know, basically he says they, they, they keep pushing and we fall back and they push and we fall back and we push and we fall back. And he says, you know, we're drawing the line here and, no, and saying no further. Yeah. You know, and that's where we have to be as, as Christians, as believers, is to say, again, you know, we don't have to be hateful about it, but it's just, uh, listen, I'm not going to affirm, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with this. I don't believe with this. I'm, I'm not going to affirm it. Yeah. I don't hate anybody. I don't hate you for thinking different. You know, here's the deal too. Um, you know, and I, and I, I'm related to people that are, that are gay. I don't, I don't affirm or agree with their lifestyle, but you know what? They don't affirm or agree with my lifestyle either, yeah. you know, because I'm a Christian. Yeah. And so, but somehow in, in the equation, I'm the, I'm the bad one, you know, and that's how we've, but, but that's because we've allowed society to, yeah. to frame us that way. And, and I'm just going to, I'm just not going to accept that label. You know, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not bad. I just don't agree with your, just the same as I wouldn't agree with somebody who committed any other sins, like that's, you know, flagrantly engaging in whatever that sin is. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's okay. No, I don't agree with that either because that's what the Bible tells me and I, I don't agree with that. And, and so I'm, I'm not going to hate you. I hope that, you know, whatever is going on in your life that makes you feel like you need to do that, hope you get that figured out. Um, I'm more than happy to help you, but yeah. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to indulge or engage or condone. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't have to, I'm not hate you. Now, if you think that's me hating you and that's, that's on you, not me. And I'm going to sleep just fine, <laughs> regardless of what you think of me. Yeah. And, and, and that's how we have to get, you know, um, you have to stop caring. You know, the Bible tells us we're going to, we're going to be, uh, confront, we're going to be persecuted for what we believe. And again, if our persecution is losing friends on Facebook, well, yeah. count yourself lucky. Yep. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're not coming up against opposition, then um, there's probably an issue there too. Yeah, was well, Tim Keller said that uh, if you're if you're persecuted all the time for your faith, you're a jerk. If you're never persecuted, you're a coward. Yeah. So. Um, is that it today? I think it's probably yeah. a good way to end. Yeah. Um, yeah. We hope that you were uh, blessed by um, this and uh, stick it out with us as we kind of uh, work on our format, what we're doing here. Um, but uh, yeah. and uh, I'm excited. I am excited about this project. Make sure you go and again, make sure. So if you're hearing us right now, if you're listening to this on Cedar Point Recovery's YouTube channels or Spotify channels, whatever, stop what you're doing. Just stop in the middle of traffic right now. <laughs> go to look us up, Reconstructing Truth, yeah. not Deconstructing Truth. There is yeah. a there is a podcast out there. That's where we kind of came up with this yeah. direct opposition to those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you need to you need to like us on on the new on the new stuff. And um, because this will, we we won't be posting to Cedar Point Recovery for too terribly long. Yeah, just yeah. a few weeks, and then we're going to be all on reconstructing truth. So if you want this high quality, informative, <laughs> entertaining, um, with picture in picture, picture in picture, got all the things yeah, out. I mean, so uh, hilarious, uh, shot in dynamic, real 4K. yeah. All the things, if you want this to continue in your life, then you need to make sure you like us on the other stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> grateful for you guys. Um, again, we're going to keep the same schedule. We'll be dropping episodes every Friday, 7 a.m. And so, uh, man, we'll see you right back here next week. <laughs>